Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kinetic Impressions Movie Reviews. I'm Arnie. I'm Andy. And today we're going to be reviewing the cult classic Attack the Block, a freshman effort by director and writer Joe, Joe, sorry, Joe Cornish and starring the would-now-be-known John Boyega. I'm going to read a little synopsis here from IMDb. Attack the Block follows an unlucky young woman and a gang of tough inner-city kids who make an unlikely alliance to try to defend their turf against an invasion of savage alien creatures, turning a South London apartment complex into an intergalactic war zone. I absolutely adore this film. I watched it like maybe seven years ago when I heard about it. And I just think it's a really good, like, solid, solid genre, alien invasion, kind of a inner city Goonies movie. Um, what did you think about this film, my man? Yeah, dude, I, I feel like um, this guy, like, pulled out all the stops. He pulled out all the, the key moments that you need in, in this kind of genre of the film. Like, you, I, I even had, like, a little bit of, like, an, even an E.T. flashback. Yeah. When Boyega's, like you know biking up the hill trying yeah. to chase the alien and i'm like oh man that was like he has these little moments that were just really magical and that like he really paid attention to and like i i don't know this was first of all this is paced so well that yeah. I, I didn't even have enough time to like critique anything that was happening because it was just i love it when movies are paced that well and um uh, and then you like you know towards the end you start feeling for characters like without much character development, you know, like, or, or, uh, I'm sorry, like there's a lot of character development, just not like that throw it in your face character development that you get sometimes. Like this was just like kind of building with the story. And I think it felt really good. And, and that's what made me enjoy this. So like that, that's, those were my initial like enjoyments from this. For sure. And I think, I think the biggest reason that, 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 that happens is because I just think that this script is just so well written and yep. so taut. Um, I think Joe, John, Joe Cornish definitely worked on this script for years to make it really nice and tight. Um, and it just really shows in every single frame. Like there are there are things he does as a director and a writer that just like combine together that are so well done. Like a lot of the really amazingly done transitions. Uh, so like. There's this transition where like someone says, oh, you guys are monsters and it just cuts straight into the dead monster on someone's back. And it's just like this beautiful cut that just goes along with the dialogue that that just things like that. that really kind of cement the fact that like this script is just really well done. Also, the budget for this was like 13 million dollars and you can totally feel that it's just like a small budget indie kind of horror movie. Um, And they did a lot with it. And the fact that the script does give each character like a moment. And it gives you like an actual like a reason to like these characters and and a reason to actually like these people and like and that the story has the has the beginning middle and end that's really good but it also gives you the villain like I love how like it's not just the aliens that are the villain but it's also this gangsta dude um, mm-hmm. that just kind of comes out of nowhere that it also is the villain and then towards the end he kind of gets his comeuppance uh, it's his name is Mayhem in the movie right. Uh, I just, I love that aspect of it. And I do really like the fact that like, it's real, it's raw, it's inner city kids. Um, and it's like, it actually gives you the mythology of the inner city kids at the same time. Um, I, I just think it's a really well done, like is all across the board, just nostalgic 
sci-fi movie with like the effects uh, as well were like not the greatest but like done just perfectly enough to where they're like just practical but not as much like computer generated stuff but enough it was like a perfect blend of practical and computer generated right so like uh the the design of the creatures themselves right yeah i was gonna say that that the the go ahead my bad I, I was gonna say like you can tell that it's definitely like dudes in suits right but then they added a little layer of computer generation to just make them like, you know, just menacing enough to work, right? Yeah, and and I can't, I kind of like that. There, there's a couple films, I and I, I just went like there was there was one I wanted to talk about, but there's like a couple films where where people do this and they just do the villain tastefully, just enough to just make him the villain, and let's not concentrate on like what he looks like too much or you know anything. Just like if you can, you can make a, a pretty um, vicious villain without him just having to look so scary or crazy. You know, you don't have to have Predator every single time, right? Just just to have a scary villain. This villain is like is honestly scary because it's like eating people and, and like it's injuring yeah. and facing you, and like that that alone, like and like to see what it does is is like that alone kind of makes it scary in itself, and like this wasn't. This wasn't a, a scary movie per se, but I think it did a good job at kind of scaring you as the audience to be afraid of these, once again, quote, villains like in the right. movie. No, I, like I was scared of the monsters. I was, uh, I, I, and that made you like be with the characters when they were going through this journey. Um, and it's just a fun ride going along with these kids, man. Like as a, as a kid that grew up in the hood, like I really did relate to these kids. Like I grew, I grew up in Crocco Hill and Oak Cliff when I was a kid, and I knew these kids. Like these kids were my brothers. They were my my friends. Like the type of stuff that they would do is definitely stuff that would happen in the inner city and in you know the the hood places. And like the journey they go on is just fun. They feel real. You know the way they reacted to stuff. The way that they would just like. I remember this one scene where like. They started realizing that, oh, shit, the aliens are coming down from the meteor. And you just see this, like, this breaking apart meteor going up and then a bunch of them just falling down. Also, side note, they don't tell you this in the movie, but I figured it out just from the dialogue. The holiday that is happening around them while there's so much fireworks, it's remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder plot. Uh, it is Guy oh, Fox really? Day. Yeah, it's Guy Fox Day. And the reason I re I realized that is because there's a part of the movie where one of the characters is like, hey, Halloween was last week. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, she does say that, yeah. So if Halloween's last week, that means it's November 5th. And on November 5th, it's like their Independence Day, but it's really like, it's funny because oh. like it's it's like the day where like we're, the, this rebellious dude was about to blow up Parliament, but he got yeah, caught. We're talking about like when uh, John Boyega, you know, has the alien on hand that he killed. Yeah, and he walks up to those girls, and those girls are like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's why, like, you, they don't tell you that because this is totally a British film, right? And it's like it's supposed to be released in Britain, and like they didn't really pander to American audiences at all, so you can tell, like, that's why it is, right? It's just it's a fun little quirk about the movie that I, I, I they didn't tell you, but I figured it out. It's Guy yeah. Fox Day, and that's why all this all the fireworks are happening around the city, and they're, they're like nobody, and everyone's oblivious to the shit that's happening around them because there's just so much shit going on. Um, I also really, really like Jason Boyega, man. John Boyega, sorry. Um, as Moses in this movie, um, he, like, at the beginning of this movie, like, you hate him. I don't like him at all. 
right? He mugs this girl. Uh, all, the, all the whole crew mug them, mug this girl. And, you know, and as you should as the audience member, you don't like these kids because she really is affected by it. And then it that does this thing where it kind of redeems them by like bringing them together because they're actually part of the same project. And like they go through this journey together to fight. And then towards the end, you really feel for them. And like you feel the chemistry, like the chemistry between all these kids like makes another level of fun for this movie, right? That's yeah. where the real Goonie aspect comes to it. All these actors, their kids, they're hanging out in the project and you just feel the fun with them, right? To the point where like, I'm sure there was some ad-libbing here and there, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I could definitely feel that. I love the scene with the like the younger kids, like the younger kids <laughs> yeah. kind of steal the show. They steal the scene. Yeah. In the, in the couple of clips that they're in and like the... um. Yeah, I really liked John Boyega in this. And, like, he was, um, like, you can see why he was found pretty much, you know, founded from this movie, right? Like, yeah. he was, because, like, he does a really good job, especially getting through those emotional moments towards yeah. the end of the film where he just have to, he has to just realize that, like, he he's kind of has to fight the the idea that, like, you know, is it just me? Am I the guy? Cause like at, at some point everyone turns on him or yeah. like, you know, there's just like a, in just, you know, a, a clip for a, a brief moment. Everyone's like, it's your fault. Like you're the one causing all this. Yeah. And he, he really has to struggle with himself and you kind of see it in his face and he actually does a really good job. Um, not just pushing aside that moment. And like, you really feel that moment as an audience member. I really liked it. Um, he, I, I like his little brother or the other guy uh like looks a lot like him right a little bit uh one of one, one of the one of the kids yeah yeah um, uh, the one with the glasses or the other one um that that was rode the motorcycle I think it's the kid with the like the sideways like mohawk fro I forget that, which guy that is yeah the guy on the motorcycle like one of the motorcycle the one that has the knife uh, the the sword Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the sword looks like I just like it looks. It, it was like a clean look for like almost looked like a younger his younger brother sometimes because I was just like I would totally be confused a little bit um, if John Boyega was like younger. And yeah. then like, uh, is the director for this Bob from Hot Fuzz? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Because uh, um, Simon Pegg and um, Edgar Wright is a producer on this film. Really? Yes. Edgar Wright produced this film for sure. Um, and jo Joe Cornish and him, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> sorry, uh, have definitely, I, I know, written together. Yeah. And have definitely worked on projects together. So there's a, a good chance that Joe Cornish was in that movie for sure. Okay, yeah, because they, um, they're they're just nerds. Uh, I was gonna tell you like another thing that I like an, another one of the characters that I liked was the the young white kid. I know like Alec uh, a pest. They just call him pest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pest. He was good. And uh, I really like his like kind of the uh, the feedback that he gives John for most of the movie. And like it kind of builds with him through the whole thing. Like he isn't like a main character or anything. He just has just these couple of lines that are very that are uh they're very just instrumental to the movie. I mean, he's uh 
like even in that apartment scene where they've now broken into her apartment yeah. and they've kind of taken her hostage, he's like the one who's like, okay, well, like, like you know, what are you going to do, call the cop? Or like, you know, he's just saying these lines that are that cause really good feedback. Uh, even at the end of the movie, um, he's the one that makes John like notice, like, hey, dude, they're they're shouting your name, like they're chanting yeah. Moses, and like that. That's like that's like a very key moment and like it, it builds with his character up to that point to where like, I don't think anything of this kid for most of this movie. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Like everybody, everybody grew up a little bit. I mean, it's just, to me, it's a little special because, um, you know, the, these, some of these characters die. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and like, uh, and you know, like it's not like, um, what I like, it's not it's not like these special deaths. Like, they didn't build this one person up just so that he could die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I hate it when like two scenes before he's gonna die, they make they they give him like a heart swab like a heart swab story or something, and then like, oh, we we got that story because he was just about to die, and I'm like, that's what what a pointless like you know what yeah. a pointless thing and so like i kind of like it that we kind of threw away like we had some throwaway deaths in there because someone's was gonna have to die in this movie mm. and like you know like these care like these villain like the um the monsters like just weren't going to be that scary if, if nobody died yeah. <laughs> like the whole time and so like you know we, we got a couple injuries and it's like all right now the death started to happen and now, like a lot of deaths are starting to happen once we get to that like final. I, Arnie, what did you think about like this location? Like, I love that it had, it was really just you know down to the block, and yeah. in this apartment complex. I mean, it's a character of itself, right? Yeah. The the location is a character. It is it is the crux of why these kids are together. Um, it's it's the it's the place where both the kids and the girl live. It's where the aliens are coming to attack. At the top, you got the drug dealer penthouse. You're right, and then you kind of like it, it's it, it it is a character of the film as well, right? And that kind of adds to it. You know, at the same time, you realize it's because it's a low budget, so they use one location. But like in a lot of ways, it it it, it works, right? And, and it makes the the film feel more at home, right? Because you know that these characters this is where they live, so like they can go into the work and like. The be, like the best example of that is when they're like gearing up and they're fucking like getting all their weapons together and you got that montage of them going all into their apartments and picking up their random pieces of equipment that they all just kind of had lying around the house. And like you both meet their family and meet where they're living and they get the, the weapon that they're going to use in this like really like just, you know, Rocky style montage. That's just mm-hmm. fun. And, and you get to know a little bit more about their characters at the same time. You know, it's just like those little things sprinkled into this real low bill budget movie get like you get to know the characters more so like that way the place and the the block itself as a character kind of comes to life in my head for sure and you you totally hit the nail on the head with the deaths in this movie you need them and and like that's a thing about this movie this movie's not afraid to show you stakes right you feel the stakes of this movie and that in turn fuels the protagonist Moses and the antagonist uh you know rise and 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 journey throughout this movie, and like that's that's a real testament to the script, man. I, I can't say enough of how just really good this script is. I, I say it before and I'll say it again, just so well written uh, in the way that the stakes are given, the way that the journey is. This is an ensemble piece 
where you really do get a really good introduction and, and understanding of all the characters. A lot of that has to do with the actual actors and the work that they do. A lot of it has to do with the director and the way he chooses to move the camera throughout. But like, I, I, I watched this movie and there's so many characters, but you don't feel like you don't know any of them. Like there's almost like even down to the little kids, right? Each of them get their time to shine. The, the second antagonist not being the aliens, um, his name is Mayhem, dude. I fucking love Mayhem. And I love his arc. And I love his arc. I love the kid's arc. I love the little kid's arc. The nurse gets an arc. Uh, like, it, it, just, it just all comes together in this really, like, nice, taut, just fun, fun-filled film. Um, and I, I do want to say, like, the buildup to the end of this movie it's one of the best third acts I've ever seen on the screen. You know, like it's just a it fantastic buildup to it. And you it is a good third act. Yeah. You know, um, it's like, it's just so well done in so many ways. And it just like, it's a crowd pleaser at the end. It just feels like it all comes together, you know? And like, like Jason Boyega's performance is just so good. And all these kids like are just fun in film. And like, the horror aspects, like if we talk about the production design a little bit, like yeah, like the the block itself is a character in the film as well. Like the production design in like that one elevator scene where like the that that like that like gory elevator that like comes back as a character too, it's crazy. Like you, you use that like three times in the movie to convey this craziness, right? Like, yeah, and the, like I love it at the end. I love it at the end when the cops are going to arrest him. Yeah, and he comes out of the gory elevator, and I was like, he didn't do that. Like I'm like over there like yelling at the TV. It's like he's not the one that did that. Like, yeah. like they're like put the put the weapon down. I'm like, oh man, this guy's just bad luck all night. <laughs> like for sure, man. But that, that that speaks to this incredible production design. Like I bet on the day of filming. Like John Joe Cornish like didn't write that elevator scene to be in there several times until he saw the elevator and he was like, you know what? I could use this elevator a couple times. You well, know, or they just didn't have enough time to clean the elevator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you shoot all that and shoot all that in one day. That's right. Shit. Yeah, like we're gonna have to, man. Like, um, yeah. Like I really did like the 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 you know the apartment building being its own character, the stuff like that. Just like what you were saying and how it builds through the movie. Um, but I do feel like it, it felt like levels to a video game. Don't you yeah. think? Like, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that they start on the first floor. They literally start on the first floor. Cause that's where the nurse lives. Yeah. They start on the first floor, they go up. And then like the next thing is like, we got to go up to where the girls live. Girls live. I'm like, well, what's, you know, what's so special about the girls department? It's like, they have a front gate. I'm like, Oh, like, and like, there was certain times where I was just like, what the hell are they saying? Like, you know, like, cause like the, the British slang was so good in this that I'm yeah. like, what did he say? And then I realized like, Oh, he, he really does mean like a Frank hate. Okay. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, and then, you know, and then they build up and they build up to where um, it's interesting, you know, they, they get to the, they get back to the penthouse suite and then they like, and then like this, this like curveball is John's uh I'm sorry, Moses's like apartment. Yeah. It's like Moses' apartment. He's like, 
He's like, uh, you know, it's, it's so quick, but like the, the scene is like, you know, like, what, who do you live here with? And it was like my uncle sometimes. And then like, you realize that like this kid is, he's, he's a little damaged man. Cause he's alone. He's really alone for most of it. And he's, it, you think of like, you think of movies where, you know, it's a big brother raising all his, all his siblings on his own without any parents. And that's kind of how you feel like he's protecting his block with his, with his smaller friends, you know, with these kids who look up to him and he is the bigger brother to these kids. And like, he is like, he's there for them day in, day out. And he's, he's just trying to survive in his apartment. And like, I think it's like a, it was a really good metaphor that like he sacrifices his apartment because he's like, man, all I have is this block. And so yeah. like, let's blow, let's blow this shit up since, you know, and like, and it comes, it comes to you in a moment where he's like blaming himself. Like it's my fault. They've been chasing me this whole time because I have the pheromones on me, all this bullshit. And like, I got us, in, I got us into the troubles. My anger that got, got us into trouble that I killed the thing anyway. Yeah. And like now, like we lost a couple of people and like, I don't want it to be my fault anymore. We got to like, you know, and then he, he sacrifices, um, you know, his apartment himself uh, in the process. And like, it's a great way to turn, to turn out to be the hero. I like, I love that. I love that little roller coaster and with the apartment building, it worked so well. Um, yeah. Like you, you pointed out, you pointing out something there that, that again, I want to like talk about this script as well. The, the fact that at the end, you know, full, full spoilers for this whole thing. We've been talking about spoilers. Um, you find out that it's actually Moses is himself who is causing these aliens to find them at every single place they go. Right? Like that, the audience doesn't understand that until you get to that point in the third act. Yep. But if it's you watch hard. it after Good that... Yeah, if you watch it after that, you realize that it informs every single interaction that they're with these aliens. It's because it's the fucking pheromones that these aliens are finding these guys every single time they go to a different place. It just like and and like that realization is just so like such a masterful bait and switch in a in a script. Right? Yeah, and they they say it, but they really don't shove it, you know. I always yeah. I've always come out and say this on this, but like I I hate it when somebody when anybody shoves something down your throat in context or saying yeah. something, I, I, I don't, I don't like it. And like that scene where um, the female doctor who what's, what's her, what's her name? <laughs> yeah, no, she, she, this is her, I think this is like one of the first like things that she's done uh, and she is now doctor. Sam. Who. Okay. That's why I can't remember her name. Sam. Yeah. Sam is like, Sam's running to get out of the marijuana apartment. I th- I think I think this is the scene where she's and they like they don't even notice her because she has no scent on her. Yeah. And she just walks past them. And like there's like one with teeth open and everything, just like looking around. And it's like, did I just hear or smell something? It's like, nah. And I was like, dude, he just walked right in front of them and you didn't even notice. Yeah. So like I love that that's how they kind of spell it out for you. It was like, yeah, it's it was all in the smell. And they're they're trying to attack anybody. And but like there's an occasional where they break that and it's like it's like why they kill mayhem, which I thought that was odd. You know, like yes, yeah. they found him because of John Boyega, but like they really just went after mayhem. <laughs> like, yeah. 
they figured out like he was the one he killed like a couple of them so they're like we got to get this guy <laughs> like yeah no I, I guess you know i guess it's a good that's a good uh, segue for us to talk about the bad things about you know the criticisms we could say about this um there isn't a lot like this is just such a taut story uh every everyone brings it these kids bring it um everyone every actor brings it like this is just a great film all the way around the only criticism i think i could give for this film uh you know is like you know it's a little weird that it's you know it's a little weird that these kids hang out with this chick after this this chick after they they mugged her and you know it's not really that believable and I, and i think like starting off the movie with them mugging her makes them kind of very unlikable you know and and i guess that's like but that's also like both the crux of the film at the same time you know like it's kind of unbelievable that this chick starts to actually trust them after this thing and after the horrific thing she kind of went through right and you know it it works itself out but i think that's the like, biggest criticism i can give to it like it's a little bit unbelievable that she kind of hangs out with him the whole time but then it's also kind of the reason for the film's like basic plot that rolls through it um i definitely think there were some scenes that could have been thrown away like that random kid that just ends up in the dumpster <laughs> And like we just kind of go back to the dumpster a couple times to see how he's doing. <laughs> I was gonna say like that scene because of that little thing. I yeah, I, I didn't like that they kept going back to it. Yeah, but it was uh, once again. It's it, and it's in the writing. Like it was, it's so good that like I kind of want to know sometimes like what's happening with that kid. Has he gotten eaten yet? Like yeah. I kind of just want to go back at it. Like, you know, it's just like, hey, man, take me back. Take me back to that kid for a second because I do yeah. want to see what's going on there. And I think that that goes to say, like, how well everything was going for um, for Cornish in, in the writing and directing of this film. So, like, uh, I, I really like I really like that moment. So I, I get why you're saying, like, you know, like, yeah, it really wasn't needed. But it does make the rescue even better. It makes the rescue yeah. even better because they kind of build it up. And, like, eh, it didn't need to build up that much. But, like, I do like the way the kids, the little kids are the ones that rescue them. And, like, they're just, like, man, these kids, y'all are just some kids with, you know, a water gun. And they just, like, set that dude ablaze. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. No, for sure. Little things like that. Because it's, 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 it's hard to critique this film because it's just so – it's so well made. Um, I don't know how long Cornish had this script in hand, but it, you you feel that he had this script for years, and it was just polishing, polishing, polishing. Because it's just it's just so tight, you know. It's just so tight. Like you said at the beginning, you don't feel how long this movie is because it just gets going and just doesn't stop. I was like, uh, I was. When I was watching this movie, I was looking up one of the movie mistakes, like the movie mistakes that like dot com and yeah, like yeah. What was, and like I was I was upset at this dude who put a continuity he put it as a continuity mis mistake, but he's like past goes in to get to get tooled up like what you're saying that Rocky montage, like past goes into his house and he goes in limping, and they're like, but it's before he gets his leg hurt, so why is he limping? And I'm like, 
that that little thing actually caught my eye like cuz i i didn't you know i didn't know that he was going to get hurt i know exactly i too but i got it i got why he did that he limped in because he peg-legged himself he pretended to be peg-leg and said that he gets hurt and he tells his like he tells his grandma or whoever it was like i got hurt playing football and then like but i was just angry that somebody posted that on no. the mistakes because the whole point of it is so that he can take the bat yes with him i 100 like, why did that you not too. understand that like why did you not 100 percent? because he knew he was gonna take the bat he didn't want his grandma to know he was gonna take the bat and i thought it was so he just, i thought it was good dude yeah, i love I, that I, little I, thing that little thing that. really it got me excited for the almost like everything after that part of the movie because they were paying attention to those little things like oh why is he lending? oh oh right. i like this no, hundred percent. No, yeah, I, I I remember seeing that scene too. I actually didn't even notice it the first time I saw the movie. I only noticed it the second viewing, uh, which, by the way, you can watch this for free on Pluto right now, uh, with commercials, uh, for sure. Um, I did rent it from Amazon, but like I didn't, I didn't mind at all. I I absolutely adore this film. Um, yeah, like little things like that were just so like so well done. Like you could tell that like Cornish just had time with this script. And 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 this movie and just like did as much as he could to fill those small things to just make a really grand film that like is it's small in scale, but great on fun. And it just feels like a like a fun, it's a fun sci-fi romp Goonies film. And I, and I fucking love it, man. Um and like man, I I I, I really hope that other people watch this film. Because it definitely deserves more accolades and more people. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad that you you recommended it because I I'd never watched this film before and like I think I think this was great to like give it a a first watch, clean like you know with clean eyes. Never never knew anything about this before, um, and the actors except for Boyega are really kind of unknown. I mean, obviously. Um, Jodie Whittaker is the female Doctor Who now, but like yes. this was, this was this was even six years before she got that part. Yeah. So um, it it was really like refreshing to see like a good cult classic film. Um, it was it felt like watching like um, the the Saints. What was the the Saints something Saints. Man, I should know this title. Boondock Saints, like watching the Boondock yeah, Saints for the first like time. The Boondock Saints, like you know, six years after it came out. Yeah, and like and not really like, anything about wow, it. This was a good movie. Where was I? And like, yeah. that, that's, that was something that like I really enjoyed about this. So like, I'm, I'm excited. Um, doing that like quick Google search right after the movie, realized that like hopefully there's gonna be a, a two coming out uh, at yeah. some point because of the fanfare that it got and um you know you can only hope like i don't know you can only hope like it it, it has it it can be half as good as this one because this one was really uh really nice and taut really clean film for sure and like, i i know joe cornish has gotten some accolades afterwards and um he actually wrote the ant-man movie um right yeah um and i i i'm actually pretty certain that he um so Edgar Wright was going to direct Ant-Man for a long time, right? So I think he got that gig because Edgar Wright was on it, and he kept it after Edgar Wright left because, he, you know, he went ahead and changed the script, right? And I know Joe Cornish has had opportunities to do other movies. 
I think he he he's literally said this in an interview. He's like, I'm just I don't think I was ready to make a big budget movie yet. So I just kind of waited a little bit to kind of make my own things. Um, but I'm excited to see what else he can do. Um, I think he's a filmmaker that, you know, this is a great first movie. He obviously knows how to make a, a just a really fun film. Um, yeah. I've seen the uh, his 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 uh, his last movie, the King, the Kid Who Would Be King. It's also a fun movie. I don't think it's as good as this. Um, I think I think um, you know it's the same thing when you give a a, a a filmmaker a huge budget and a whole lot of people around him that have to kind of like, you know, be the 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 head studio person and things like that. You know, things kind of fall by the wayside. It's not as good, but it's still really good. Um, it's a kid who would be king. Um, but I, I think that Joe Cornish definitely has another one of these films inside of his bag somewhere. And I'm just excited to see what he does next. I will say just because you mentioned that, like, um, that film is that like, it takes a, it takes somebody a lot to, um, to work with child actors, uh, even if they're not, you know, kids, but like teenagers or, you know, just younger talent in general, and I, I think like when you can get such good quality performances from them, it just means something magical happened in that production. Yeah. And it, it, it's just really the love that you put into the, you know, the, the, the work that you're doing uh, to get that kind of uh, attitude from everybody that's working around you. So like, I think there was just a lot of love going around for this film, you know, like the, the, yeah. they, they just really pulled it together. Um, it doesn't, you know, it's, it, it is very magical in the sense that like it, it happens few and far between. Um, I think he did a good job with Ant-Man and I think it was really funny. So like, I don't know, maybe it's, may, maybe he, he was going kids, adults, kids. It's like, you know, yeah. you get, get used to that. But I will say he strung out this talent. Um, he really did bring, bring them uh or, you know, he gave them good direction to bring their talents out. For sure. You could feel that this was a fun movie to make. Yeah. For sure. You could you could feel that all these people, they just, like, there was just good chemistry everywhere. And, and I'd imagine that doesn't happen all the time, every all the time, always. And, yeah, you could totally feel these these kids had a great time making this movie because they made a great movie and they were fun to watch, for sure. For sure. I think I think we did it, man. Is there anything else you want to say about this flick? Uh, no, man. Like, uh, thanks for you know, thanks for uh, bringing it up, and like, I'm glad I watched this. So it, I recommend it to anybody. Just you know, give it a give it a watch. See if you if you liked it too. For sure, man. Yeah, I, I love this film. It's a good call classic. I, I'm I, I'm ecstatic that it still has a following now. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that more people discover it because it's just one of those films, man. It's just a good, good movie to watch at any point. Just give this one a watch on a Saturday night, man. You know, you're off work. Put this on. You can have a good, good time. Yep. All right. Uh, so uh, I'm Arnie Diaz. I have a little podcast on the side called The Arnie Diaz Show. Uh, and again, this is Kinetic Impressions. Please like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you think about this movie. Are there any other cult classic movies that you would like us to watch? Or just, you know, let us know what other cult classic movies there are out there that we don't know about. Uh, Drew, what do we always tell the fine people? Oh, go watch a fucking movie. Go watch a fucking movie. <laughs>